0: The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Laddercanny. Serving food you'll love in Sarah's Kitchen. Welcome one and all to the DL Debate. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is your weekly radio show and podcast beaming out from Highland Radio here. On tonight's show we have another packed show in store for you. We're going to hear from Frank Craig of the Iconic Media Sports Group, on all the weekends, GA Action, and of course the process of penning the excellent Anthony Malloy autobiography, A Memoir of Life, Glory and demons. I'll also be speaking with Tyrone and own Rose Star man Cahill McSean, after his club's 50 year anniversary. But first, it was a mixed bag for Donegal sides in the Ulster Championship yesterday. There was a double header at Celtic Park. Uh, Donegal coming up short in their intermediate semi final against Galbally. We'll hear shortly from a disappointed but proud Donegal manager Daisy Gallagher. But it was glory, glory for Satanta capturing another. All Star Crown beaten Antrim champions Shane O'Neills, one hundred twenty two to fifteen. Fantastic stuff from the Satal men. And after the match, Aushin Kelly caught up with Captain Mark Killen. but first up manager Gary McGideon.
1: Gary McGarry, an Ulster champion. How's that
2: one feeling? Feels brilliant, actually. Ah. Brilliant, eh? um, Just over the moon. Eh? still, I suppose, it hasn't sunk in yet. You know, for although we probably pulled away at the end there. Up until you know, the last ten, fifteen, it was it was point for point. You know, it was it was anybody's game. So I ah, just laid it. You expected
1: that an Ulster like of this? Course, of get? course,
2: of course, of yeah. course you do. Aye, aye, <laughs> I expect it surely. Like um, we we had a good look at Glen Arms game up tonight, and I was at, uh, we took a chance earlier in the year and I went to the Antrim Junior Final and got a good look at them. So now nah, we, we always knew you know they they have forwards probably at the same caliber as ours. You know they they can so ah, we had a, our defence had to be like sharp today, and thank God they were. You know just, yeah. they, they kept them at bay
1: well. Like. Yeah. This was a great campaign, and Mark told me that, that those games against Dungannon and, and the Maya would have stood to use today. It was a, it, was a, it was a difficult route for you? Isn't? I would say that. I will.
2: Like we had some battle with Dungannon that day in which we always knew we were going to help, and even the Maya as well. Were with no disrespect, maybe to the teams in Armor playing, they probably had two more sort of one-sided games, you know. And well, while they're nice, nice to get, they maybe don't. Prepare for, for a real battle, got like the end of the day, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Two points down at half time, and you were in that first half. You were playing against a very, very <laughs> stiff breeze. Were you
2: content were you? Oh, we, I have to say we were delighted. out two points down, you know. We we said, if, I don't I'm not even sure if we won the toss, but we said we'd play against the one if we, if we had the choice. Like, you yeah. um, so know, we, 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 we like that one's probably a or 8 point one yeah. there, you know. So we were now well, we were more than happy to go on two down at half time. We sort of knew we had it on. It's just a matter of getting the scores, in like.
1: yeah, yeah. Listen, we'll give credit and credit to your guys were exceptional in the second half. Thanks, like, so young Rory. Campbell, obviously Davin Flynn with won seven, Coulter with ten points. There's a few more boys in there we could mention as well. But it was probably one of the best performances as a unit that team put on this year.
2: Oh, it probably was. Uh, that's probably one thing that's standing there is that it's maybe something different that's stepping up every day, you know. probably now Rory probably had a quiet enough campaign. Um, Davin's always coming on with a couple of points, but they you know not the, the what he'd done today, you know, and then so you always rely on Dickey for for uh, the guts got to ten points we'll have to get out of think he might have missed a couple there, but well, uh, we'll let him
1: away Unless uh, well, it was five years a long enough wait
2: to get an Ulster title again for the club. Oh that's surely like you know, people say we were there before but I was going through the starting team from seventeen during the weekend. There's only six boys starting the day that started in seventeen, so that's a big enough turnaround, you know, like so like all them young boys there, at 18, 19, they were only they were only cubs at that stage, so it's brilliant for the older lads, but it's brilliant for for them young lads coming through too, so there's, there's nice. more than to come. These boys are in an All Ireland series, isn't it? Ah well apparently we're out, we will just find out they right out next Saturday, which doesn't right, ideal, you know, yes. only a six day turnaround. And, I'm sure that's it, in the twinning game, is it? Yeah, the final, we yeah. play Kilburn Gales in London. So, right. where's uh, that in? Uh, it's at an Ulster venue, so we don't, right, know, we don't know, like, yeah. but hopefully not too far away, like, but, but not too far, yeah. I was sort of thinking about that tonight, but
1: yeah, well, about get a bit of celebrations done by doing yeah, that then, wouldn't they? Definitely yeah. by day, if not two days of it, yeah. you know. So, okay, nah, well, it's fully deserved. Congratulations, Gary. Right. Very well, well done. Mark right, Callan, what's it like, Ulster champion? That's a great feeling. I've seen,
3: I'm buzzing, buzzing, for all the players and the boys here today. The support, I'm delighted for them more than myself. I'm just over the moon. here.
1: yeah, this means a lot. So it does this group of players. This
3: means a lot to this group of players, surely. Um, we set out to start the year. Our, our goal was a county championship, and this year was the next step of the puzzle. And thank God we we're able to do it today. It was yeah. a tight,
1: pod battle. Yeah, and you played against the wind in the first half, so you did, Mark. You knew once you get the second half started, you with that at the back, but that. Final quarter was a serious shift by his guy. He's outscored them 111 to two points. <laughs> it was a great effort from everybody. Um, some of the boys were on fire
3: there in the last, as you say, the 15 up front. They were hard to delay and thankfully we were on the better side of it. Get arm, quality side, quality forwards all through the pitch. Um, hard men to watch now, to be honest, but we we're thankful he we came out over the line.
1: Yeah, and I suppose, listen, the young guard there, the, the, the likes of Ruri Campbell and Oshie Marley, put on huge shifts today, but the big boys stepped up as well, at like Coulter and, and Davin Flynn, 10.5 points in 1-7 they got? The old dog for the hard road, I suppose, yeah. but uh, no,
3: she's I was delighted with the shift, them, them younger fellows come in, they showed real leadership, and they can stood up today, it's something to be proud of.
1: Yeah. What was like in the back line for you today? I was tight going, there,
3: there's sharp parts in there, I'll tell you, and um, I'm just thankful we were able to haul them out of the goals anyway, whatever with the points,
1: but yeah. they're, they're an excellent side. Listen, if you're going to win something like this at Ulster, Mark, you have to take the hard road, you took the hard road, you had to beat Dungannon, you had to beat Namaya and then you had to beat one of the favourites from Antrim. I uh, well, uh, I feel that probably stood to us today. You know, none of them games were easy,
3: and uh, both quality sides, Glenarm. I would say, given their day, they probably would have took us. But today's our day, and on the the green, we have it.
0: Well done, lads, to Satanta. Hope you had a great night. In the cross, as I say, uh, after the match, the no defeat the Galway. Yesterday, Michael McMullen caught up with her manager, Desi Geller.
4: A, what's the reaction after going out of the Ulster Championship? After the season that you would have had, winning in the championship. What's the thoughts after?
5: Ah, uh, yeah. What's look, hey, our our big one was last year. We, we, you know, we could beat in a replay in the final, and the big one was to get back to that final and and win it this year. You know, and look at uh, we we got through into Ulster, it was great, It's great for the club to be in Ulster, you know, and uh, it's, I heard yourself saying, you know, that you have to go at it when you're here, and we did that, in fairness, yeah, I, look at, in the second half, we, we probably left ourselves too much to do in the first half, you know.
4: 6-3 down against Alloy, but always seemed to be in control, 7-3 uh, down, he's maybe could have went in closer before half-time, was 7 too much, do you feel?
5: Yeah, prob- look at how he, they were t- they were ten three up and at half time you know we probably missed a couple up the up the far end of the field you know that we probably should have taken you know there was a couple of times we got over carrying boys should have had a shot and what the breeze it was in it tonight they were they were a wee bit fearful of that uh, came out after half time we got a, we got a two point start you know on them and look at they hit the post and a and a goal went in to put them at one eleven to five up but look at it finished up one twelve to uh, one twelve to ten was it in the end you know so look at how. You, in fairness we, we were the better team in the last 20 minutes but that's they, they won the game earlier than that
4: the message at half time was that, I suppose it was just to keep chipping away
5: ah yeah look I, our message at half time was that don't leave anything on the field you know get, get going at them and just have a go because look at if we're going to get beat there's well to go down fighting as to be as to be lying down you know and in fairness that's what the boys done we played a very good team tonight you know and Look, at our boys, it's good for them because they're probably a senior team in Tyrone, you know, and we're going to be the senior championship next year, so it's good. Like, it's disappointing to to lose it, but for these boys, I'm very proud of them. The whole club's very proud of them. The town's proud of them, so they've, they've put it down low back on the map, you know, as a football game because it was, it was gone there for a while, you know. like you hadn't conceded a goal
4: for about 335 minutes, roughly. Yeah, and, look, then, and then for that to happen when you were sort of starting to turn it away but that's
5: I yeah, frustrating Ah, look he went for a point and hit the post and, and, and came down just arrived And number 15's hand it's just he couldn't have been anywhere else like he, if he had to be another yard or two any other way it wouldn't have come to him mm-hmm. at all you know but that's the luck of the draw and hey look Danny's not happy with no clean sheet he made a couple of good saves in the second half when we were, when we were pushing and going for it and look at that was one of the things that from last year we gave away a couple of goals we didn't want to do it this year you know so, in fairness, I, our backs are, are very tenacious, and, and Danny behind us, Danny's super keeper.
4: You should not think about it today or tomorrow. Disappointment is obviously the emotion, but. Where do you go from here?
5: Ah, yeah. Look at how disappointed sure we're. Look at we're going nowhere. We're 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 only starting. You know, these boys are, these boys are massive trainers. You know, they they, they want. I don't know what they're going to do this week at home. Like, cause all they do is train. You know, so look at how we're we're going to push on. We we have senior championship next year, so we've a bit of work to do for that. A uh, bit different than all intermediate and senior. Like we kind of we got through intermediate, not easy, but handy enough. You know, we 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 kept it tight at the back and we, we got the scores up front. And we were never in trouble in any game, you know. So, look at how senior will be a different ball game for us, you know. But uh, look at the boys are mad to get there again because they, as they say themselves, that they felt they took the club down, and they they didn't really. It just wasn't there. That they were too young, and the older boys were too old. And look at that's happened sometimes. But they've really bought into everything that we're doing, and they're wanting to push for senior now. So hopefully, look at how you never know what happens next year.
4: And between the big picture between doing a fundraising draw for a pitch, and the ladies were being successful successful we'll use won the championship so I suppose outside of the senior dressing room behind us there's a there's a, there's a good feel good factor uh, around there,
5: I'm sure. Look there is, hey, there's a massive feel-good factor in Dunlo at the minute, you know, look at how we, we have raised serious money for a new pitch. Um that's hopefully going to be up and running in twenty twenty four. Girls played we're not the only team played in Ulster. The girls were beat up in Kerry Moore last week against a very good Kerry Moore team, but the crowd is up to watch them, the crowd was here today, you know, it's something that hasn't happened in Dunlow for a for a while, you know, and we've underage teams winning, you know, and that's that's look at how the coaches are buzzing about coach the young ones now because of what's going on and, and all the young ones are coming with their done kits on them and look at that, that's brilliant for a club and, and we have to try and keep that going and push it and try and lead it from senior you know
0: yeah commiserations to done low there still a very successful season them well done to Satanta, uh, now I'm going to shoot the breeze with the one and only Frank Craig of the iconic media sports group to catch up on how he's been keeping in. and, of course, the the, the pennant of the brilliant Anthony Malloy autobiography, a memoir on life, glory and demons. Frank, tell me, Satanta won Ulster and they have to play this twinning's quarterfinal type game six days later. Um... How unfair is that in terms of Satanta's season, in terms of the layoff that they had there, um, you know, going into Ulster and that? It just seems like a a, a really unfair uh, uh, for for them after winning such a uh, prestigious title.
6: Aye, it's from one extreme to the other, Brenton, just in terms of maybe, you know, that workload of, you know, trying to bridge a gap between their county final and the Ulster run. And then, as you say now, it's chucked on top of them. It's not just the distance between the games. I think you should be allowed to celebrate something as prestigious as an Ulster title. You but said listen, that better than I did,
0: there.
6: <laughs> yeah, you no, know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Like, you, know, yes. you need to be fair to guys. And, like, I'm sure they had a huge night down at uh, the Cross last night. But usually those things, even, you know, domestically in Donegal, if you won a county title, especially we see in the football, you, you try to drag the week out of it. But something yeah. as as brilliant as a provincial crown, like, you know, those, those guys deserved a wee bit more time. But listen, that's the boat they found themselves in and I think, you know, having done it before in 2017 and then come up short maybe in the All-Ireland Series, maybe it'll be that wee bit easier for us to turn to the focus because it's not new ground. They've been also champions before and you've probably been in that boat as well as a St. Union's player back in the day that, you know, when you get to the well successfully or have done something, Again, you know, maybe they'll, you know that's a very special group of players down there that that won't be around forever. There's a few that you know of a certain vintage, mm. uh, and, and and maybe they'll they'll want to throw the kitchen sink at it. So maybe we'll feel more aggrieved about it. Maybe than the actual players do. They can you know they can get back at it as they say Tuesday night can get back on the horse. Mm. Yeah. Quite a big turnover, I suppose. Even
0: uh, Gary alluded to it there. You know, you. I think it was seven players. You say and started from from that team. So. Pretty new, young, fresh side, in but certainly if if Davin Flynn had that kind of form that he that he did yesterday, he certainly have a uh, certainly have a chance. You always have Coulter, uh, you know, weighing in a game with ten points. I wouldn't mean, mind. Guy, was he, he must a couple. I think Coulter is so good, you just don't expect him to miss anything. He, he is such high standard. So if you have them two boys knocking them, hitting that type of range of scores rank, you're always going to have a chance.
6: Oh, without a doubt. And funny, I was chatting to Mickey McCann the there over the weekend. He's staying on his Donegal Hurling boss. I think, you know, Davon Flynn and with, with work commitments and a few other things... Hasn't committed to the panel this year, but without a doubt, I would say, you know, there'll be a few phone calls and a few conversations made there, you know, to the likes of Daven, because you, you simply cannot afford to have him, even at, you know, whatever about Satanta, even at Donegal, inter-county level, he's superb. So, you know, Mickey will be trying to get, as well, you know, he's keeping a good eye on it. think like a very interesting point to you, Brenton, that, you know, maybe football, county football managers waiting on their their champions in Ulster, might have four or five players. I think there's something like 10 or 11, Satanta players on Mickey McCann's panel. So, a huge bit of management there now to, to take them back in. If and when, you know, their, their run does come to an end, it, it's been a long, long campaign. And, you know, the 2023 season, you know, he's back at it Saturday with the rest of his panel, but, you know, he still has 10 or 11 Satanta lads to come in there too. So, that that's a big contrast when you compare it to maybe what you'd be waiting on, you know, the likes of, a, of, a, of a Guido or a Nave Connell or St. Unions. Have they won Donegal for the, for the football manager? There's always interesting insight from Mickey as well.
0: Mm. You know that that's interesting you know when you think about runs because even like later on we'll we'll hear about there I was I was chatting to uh McShee and he was even saying about the run of of Theron after all Ireland you know they were basically straight back into club stuff and you know, it didn't seem to ever stop. You you got a wee sense of him a wee bit of fatigue. And I would say from Mickey's perspective, if he's trying to encourage Devin Flynn to get back in and they're going all season, if he's sitting on the fence, I suppose the longer Satanta going, maybe the less likely that'll be, which which is a pity, really. But it just shows you too, Frank, the commitment levels, you know, in GA across the board. Like if you have a strong club team there, it's some commitment there to, to, to be involved in, in county setups because the county setups are just going up and up in terms of preparation and training time.
6: And club as well, Britain. but funny, we always chat about fatigue. We always chat about the physical the physical element of it. And two people during the week mentioned to me, it was Colin McFadden first, I actually, touched base with Colin McFadden on the Donegal Under 21 and the Sligo hookup. And I also chatted to J- Darren McSimpson, who's out in Doha, Qatar, and they were saying the mental fatigue sometimes you know in the media and the outside looking in with the physical fatigue they reckon the, you know Colin McFadden said he was more mentally tired when he finally finished up with Donegal than, than physically mm-hmm. I just thought that was very interesting and said, when you are going for that long at that level that if, and you're trying to juggle all those other things in your life outside of training and playing games family, kids and that it, it probably is very, very taxing, you know, between the years. So I thought that was interesting insight too. And it's no different, you no know, Satanta boys maybe. Uh, you know, they won't need a pre-season. They'll obviously, be maintenance work as they come back into the mm. county setup. But at the same time, like, you need a break. You probably need a week away with the family. You know, there's holidays being missed out and all that. Yeah. So there's so much to kind of factor in and comprehend when you look at what those lads at elite level you know the best club players that are obviously playing for their counties as well it's, you know you put in a huge huge effort all year and if you get success it's worth it but sometimes you wonder at inter-county level if you're not getting access to success you know does a does, does, does good way out the the bad on the balance you know yeah
0: yeah, interesting. listen uh, great that you're chatting call McFadden I'm interested to ask you about that in a minute Frank just first of all before we just close off yesterday's Dunlow um, Desi Geller's, Gellers interview there obviously saying the pr- lads you know it's been a successful season to them you know, Galbally coming in with, with big reputation they've been in the final a couple of seasons ago and obviously it hammered um, Paddy Bradley's Glen team in the, in the, and Glen Olin team in the previous uh, round so listen Dunlow Listen, they give it a go, but at the end of the day, come up a bit short. Now a lot of people Galway, t- the way the throne Championship is squeezed down, you know, you've really top teams at the intermediate and and, and junior level. Stewartstown obviously, won in the the Ulster Junior at the weekend. Only on penalties right now, so it must have been a a decent side uh, 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 from Cavan. But uh, just on the low back back at senior, where they belong, Frank.
6: I uh, back a senior where they belong. And funny going into that Galvalli pierce this game of the weekend, I think we all knew that they were really up against it. Because I think they obviously only dropped out of senior level last year in Tyrone. I think it was your your good man Gary McDade, the, the Glen Swolly pep, told me four four sides dropped out of Tyrone last year. So you know yeah. Galvalli would, would 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 more than hold their own maybe at, at a higher level. That so Dunlough, I think on the whole yet yeah, Desi will be really disappointed. I think it was five points in the. End. I don't think that result was ever in doubt from very early on. But they were back in they were back in senior level again. And I mean, they had a couple of disappointing years there where they were just hanging in and senior, you know, rooted to the, near the bottom of, of Division One that there. So I think they've gone down sort of been a cleansing sort of element to it where they've refreshed, recharged, brought a load of young boys in and Danny deserves huge credit for that there. So I think, you know, Dunlo and, you know, they reflect over Christmas at, at their, their get-together, their awards night, they'll know that they're in a really good position now going back up to senior championship to consolidate, you know, hang about and we all, we always wonder, you know, what the trajectory, how far these sides can go, you know, that glass ceiling, maybe below the top three or top four so interesting times ahead for Dunlow but without a doubt maybe it's a a lesson for some other sides that are you know perpetually hanging in there uh, you know every year maybe you know just clinging on to that senior status, you know, maybe the drop, uh, you know, in the end, you know, over a long, you know, a year or two, actually can do the world of good. low went to the final last year, won it, regrouped, came back this year, or sorry, lost it to Paul came back this year, regrouped, and I think they're going up, you know, in much better stead, maybe to kind of kind stay where they where we all feel maybe they belong, you know.
0: Yeah, I suppose that all comes down, Frank, to, to maybe the talent that's coming through to back up the, this young team that's there and the and the those attitude of the whole club. You know, we've seen clubs go down and, and, and struggle a bit, come up and go down, but yeah, certainly you'd think just with the history and the, the love of GA and, and the Dunlo area that that should be enough to to springboard them back. That's hope so will be interesting to see, Frank. Very interesting you were chatting to call McFadden. And is it too simplistic, Frank, to say, you know, we see Paddy Bradley joining the, the Donegal, one of the best forwards ever out of the area, of course, and we see one of her own uh, hooking up as as a forwards coach to Sligo, um, like like a lot of people are looking, going, why is that happening? But but I mean, these things do happen. But I suppose people will be wondering, was Call McFadden approached? You know, obviously he's involved with her with her under twenties and that. But was he approached for the senior? Or you know, is it too, is that too simple to say why is this happening? Why is one of our good players joining Sligo as a as a forwards coach at senior level, and then Paddy Bradley's coming to Donegal?
6: I think it is. You know, you see Mark McHugh going to Russ Common, obviously Paul Durkin's still in Sligo as well. I think, you know, those guys probably are very conscious of, of the goldfish bowl that they're in in Donegal, the pressure that's there. I think if you come into Donegal, you know, and you don't hit the ground running, you're probably viewed as damaged goods. And You wouldn't want the likes of a Colin McFadden or a Mark McHugh or a Paul Durkin to have that kind of maybe negative experience in a Donegal you know, set up of, of a deadlock thing is going to happen, but you no, know, there is some hesitancy there and concerns. You know, what Donegal might offer this year, you know, are they in a period of transition? I hope we're not, but at the same time, you don't want others to come in there maybe and be collateral damage of that. There was the case, so I think, yeah, listen, they, maybe maybe they were approached, maybe they're, they're very hesitant, maybe to, to maybe jump in two footed because listen, Donegal's where, where their heart lies, and maybe down the line, I know columns involved with under 20s, will Leo. I mean, that, that's. That's a brilliant setup already with Eamon McGee and Oney McGarvey and now Colm. So, you know, maybe maybe let them dip their toes in that sense and, and then maybe progress on up. But, yeah, listen, I know you look across the board now with the Donegal Senior Management Setup. And besides maybe Paddy Carey, you would say uses, there's outsiders coming in. But, listen, I think that's the hand the county board has been dealt with. And they've kind of had to go that their way. And, listen... Paddy Bradley, uh, you know, absolute legend of a player. He's had success at club level and there he's been involved in Intercounty with Derry. And he's a character as well. Like, you know, uh, in this day and age in J.A., I think there's a lot of vanilla. So I think Paddy has that kind of personality to come in there. And I don't think it'll bother him that, you know, he's a former Derry player. And I don't have that nonsense that some people chat to. I keep an open mind on on Donegal on the whole going forward. I see Chris McNulty as well uh, confirming, you know, Bernard Jackman's coming in there as well in some sort of capacity. Listen, it'll be interesting, Brendan. Fingers, fingers crossed that that you know maybe some of the concerns we might have for Donegal going forward, especially like Michael Murphy dropping away in that there. You kind of just wonder what twenty twenty three holds. But listen, we won't we won't know till the ball kind of gets rolling there. Really, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, partly obviously he was involved even with his dad, you know, at Antrim, and then yeah, you know yeah. Gidor, he, he was doing with but there, <clears throat> you know, he's. um Derry under twenties, and took the club to to that title and that. So listen, he's 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 involved with Silverbridge and different names. So listen, he's he's a massive amount of experience, you know. And I think he'd be mm-hmm. well gotten you're right, Frank. He doesn't mince his words. I know Paddy well. Like he'd be a good man for another would say as well. You know, he'll 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 tell I it think, think he's a view. I, I
6: think he's a view, Brenton, how football. Like I have talked to him before, different for different. And he has, you know, he has. The, horrible word philosophy but you know there is an element of the modern game he doesn't like and jeepers you would be hoping like you know that that's something positive as well coming on dark camp as well you know going forward and if it is a period of transition why not transition you know, a 180 in terms of style and maybe bringing things on. So well, people might kind of be wary of, of results maybe and trophies. and stuff. So Maybe there's a year or two to kind of get back to basics in that sense too, do you know?
0: Yeah, I suppose I think you're right, we need to put, put this behind us now because we had such a saga of our management, you know, it left such a vacuum, you know, and you had the whole Lacey Kavna. McGinnis in the background scenario yeah. popping up there, and you were like, "What is going on?" Like this, it just everything just seems so so strange in that time. And then you know next well, it's, thing
6: like it's like people were promised uh, yeah. PlayStation Five for Christmas, and then they put their hand stock and got a Game Boy. That's, that's <laughs> what that's what it kind of feels like when you talk to people like, "I don't know why that." Like, yeah. listen, I can understand there's apprehension, there's reputation there, but you know you have to get this. New, as you know, this new management team now have to be back. You have to roll behind them. At first, before a ball is even kicked and angered, yeah. you, know, you know, don't think all supporters need, I think they need to just accept where we are now in terms of all that. It is what it is, and listen, no one behind them and, and give them as much support as we can first.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, listen, you know, as you said there, with Jackman coming on Paddy Bradley, you know, you've O'Rourke and Paddy Carr, and that you, you've you massive bit of experience, and I suppose you've different mindsets. Coming in together as well, they all have something to offer. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think progressing their players. Bernard you know,
6: Jackman, the Bernard Jackman, one's very interesting Yeah, in field, you know. Like, like I think you know, people will be cynical about that there and and say, you know, like oh, what what's he there? What like what's inter- his interest in coming up to Donegal? Let's see what he can offer. Yeah. You know, that's I think Frank if you look right at it the highest level.
0: Uh, if you look at it Frank from, from someone like him coming in with a completely different, you know, mindset on things. If you if you're a GA, look at the amount of training sessions and analysis of stuff you're doing and you know, things have got very ta- tactical and, and repetitive. You know, I would yep. love, you know, different characters you think of the time as Tony Gall, Mickey Moore come in and John Morrison. I mean Morrison, I mean what a joy to be a trainer mm-hmm. to those two guys every night and Morrison's team talks and that and he like it elated you a bit as a, as a footballer because yeah. he was coming out with all sorts of, of ideas and, and ways of training and ways of looking at things it was just phenomenal and I think if someone can come in and kind of you know Donegal certainly I seem to be frank I'd, maybe maybe not maybe not the players I'll have a different view on this but it seemed to need a wee bit of a lift because the whole Murphy thing you know even if we were at our strongest with a set management and he had to step away it would be a big blow for that group so I think while he's done it now while there's so many question marks here, it really is a time that this group's going to have to really pull together tight and it's up to us to, to get behind them
6: Ultimately Brent and the players will decide if there's buy-in there in terms of, of, of how this management team represent themselves early on going forward you know you know the players will soon you know forget about maybe what was promised what went before you know who's dropped off and they'll just get on with it You're, you know inter players are creatures of habit you know they know no different than giving 100% because the days of not being given 100% are gone like you'll not survive at that level of any description you know whether it's the senior squad the development squad right behind that the background team like if you aren't on your game every night that you turn up there you, you know you inevitably we find found out so I think collectively in terms of buy-in in terms of players you know and the senior players that are left in that their dressing room you know the obvious ones the Padman Perties Ryan McHughes, Hugh McFadden Sean Patton or whoever you know they're the guys that'll drive it on now And you know maybe that's a responsibility too they'll thrive on. Because Michael Murphy, I mean, quite a huge shadow, that casts. you you know, I would say in terms of authority, you know, responsibility, and Michael was just so, so good at that there. So it it just gives maybe others now as well an opportunity to shine in those areas as well that we took for granted, that Michael looked after.
0: Yeah. I just got a text in there, Frank, has uh, Wolverine joined the Donegal backroom team? That's (laughs) it. it's a different Jackman up, but look at those two guys. I think up.
6: that's Hugh Jackman That's a different
0: yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, he would be an interesting appointment. Frank, tell me, hey, um, the book, Anthony Malloy, the, the, uh, the autobiography. Frank, I'm fascinated to just get, from your perspective about penning this and, and, and bringing it all together and just, you know, going down that memory lane with one of our ultimate heroes. You know, and and, and the title itself. You know, a memory and life, glory and demons. You know, everything's laid bare. And just Auntie Malloy's amazing life. You know, what what was that like? Just taking us back to even the the initial conversation on it, Frank, and how that then uh, ruled into you starting to pull all this together. It just seems such a massive uh, a, a thing to do. I uh,
6: can of you go do it, and then you know. It's it's all positive, and you like you're excited, and then you kind of, you get down to it, and then you you probably start to fret a wee bit about obviously layout and how you attack it. And there probably was one or two conversations at the start but you realise wait a minute, you know maybe we need to get some structure on this here and kind of start steering at certain directions. But a lot of the time you're over. I suppose you kind of just. You, you, he just had Anthony speaking. like Often, With we weren't starting at the very start. We kind of addressed maybe certain things right off the bat and got them out of the way. And then it, 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 he had kind of room to breathe on some of the other stuff. But he, he, even Anthony took kind of impressive ownership on it, you know, in terms of a lot of books on his shelves already, like the so Gems and Rory's and... Sam for the Hills was one that you know, that he that he that he started reading right away again when he finally agreed to do this here to kinda of just jog the memory.
0: Yeah.
6: You know, he talked about it not wanting to be completely football and then when it was football, he kinda of really wanted you, you know, to kind of veer a different track and how he explained that to, And he kinda of sat down and said, we watched back in 1992 in the nineteen ninety two Iron Final and semi finals, you know, and just watching him kinda of explain little things and little nuggets and that at the final I mean was amazing. Just chatting about Keith Barr and uh, he was trying to get in Donegal's heads and we thought sledging was something that only was invented barely in naughty early like, mm. just when you've somebody kind of explaining to all these wee nuggets that you kind of never realised before I mean Martin McHugh was targeted savagely in that first 15 minutes and uh, you know and there's an instant then where, where you know Martin McHugh wants the ball and Instead of going straight for goal, he, he looks for Keith Barr to go around Keith Barr and go for goal. And you're like, you know, Anthony explains that you know, that, that was a turning point where, you know, Keith Barr was kind of beaten in the moment, but beaten in the game. And I mean, they took a lot of motivation out of it, you know, a National Football League game earlier in the season that Dublin scored two late goals and really rubbed it in their faces. And yeah, it just shows you how much things have changed, Bretton, because nobody would use. A national football league game, or even McKenna cup games, which Anthony sort of referenced as motivation at various stages through the ages, too, as fodder for a team talk. Like the games just kind of changed so much, you mm. know, league warfare, you know, pre season cup warfare. They mean nothing now, but, but back then it was a very different sort of a, a traditional kind of a landscape. Every day, even out, was a day to hold your own. And uh, even, uh, big like Brian McGilligan, you know, from Derry, I think was, uh, somebody that they always had had real wars with and he kind of explained that you know those battles always went a long way to decide the donegal dairy games and i So what were they like you know and he goes well we just spent maybe the whole hour banging on each other we <laughs> like to bang into each other i just thought it was a kind of an interesting way to describe midfield back then and even his foreword said like if you didn't want the midfield battle back then you didn't want the war and that's that, that was kind of an interesting thing but uh no great experience on the whole like but the more you got at it, the more kind of traction you got then and you kind of started to envisage a shape, you know, on things and uh, it it kind of, I suppose, the difficult thing with the book itself is that there was a time frame on it we kind of had to land on September 2022 so it was a guts of a year, you know, that you kind of had to turn that around in your spare time. That that was the difficult part, you know, if you were doing it again you you would like that kind of extra time to kind of finish it on your terms or when you maybe, you know, could not say give it like a, like we we're delighted with the end product, but it just did that wee bit of pressure and always every week, Brent, knowing that you know you needed to bring out a couple of thousand words here and there. Like, you know, uh it, it was very concentrated. And,
0: and Frank, just just on that, so if you meet up and and you you've you an idea of what you want to ask, obviously you're gonna go down differently wee- you know, rabbit holes or whatever, and the different stories. Had you to kind of kind of side-park them and have, right, that's a story or that's a wee offshoot, but here's where we're at. We're in 1983, we're trying to get to 1986 or we're trying to get to 1990. Did you kind of just maybe side-park them? How did you keep all that together?
6: Well, that's exactly what happened. Nothing was done in sort of chronicle order or, order or time frame. Like, we just kind of, maybe four or five conversations and you realize what you've covered and then as you're kind of maybe doing out a template or structure you realize well we need to do that you know we've C, D and E done but we haven't got A or B and and then it's a matter of pulling all that together and obviously some settings like you're sort of meshing or splicing together maybe a couple of different recordings because they tie into stuff like that. so uh, it is kind of a mess of of recordings and notes and then just sort of you know teasing it out and and do a a structure but we kind of you know maybe like a Three three months into it, we kind of realized you know the kind of direction we wanted to go with it. Did. And then Anthony sort of gets excited about the layout and stuff we got there. And then you can have you know your like it wasn't it was on purpose. We had fifteen chapters, well twelve chapters really, and then three reflection pieces kind of in between all that there and that like he liked the idea of that there as well, like that that he, he could be honest and kind of just you know look at some other areas as well outside of the football. And, like I have to say, like. Anthony, like, he, he'll boast about it, but he does have a great memory, to mm. be fair. Like, uh, some of the things that, like, you go in, you research yourself and look up to, you know, old archives, newspaper archives and stuff like that, and uh, he, he would just kind of, you know, for the majority of a it, bread, it's amazing because, I mean, if somebody, you know, asked you to look back and what you said after, you know, a certain one or a, a certain, you know, championship, you know, you would, they all kind of blend into one, those kind of nights and celebrations, but he, he had sort of like a, a very good sort of recall of certain games what they did and what they didn't do and that there. So, you no, know, there was value and all that there because it kind of made my workload that wee bit easier then.
0: You get the sense, Frank, with, with it that, you know, so different from Michael Murphy's 2012 All-Ireland, you know, in terms of Malloy getting pulled everywhere for a few years in particular after it, you know, like there's no doubting that, you know, obviously Michael Murphy would have been high demand around that time, but Listening to Anthony and knowing him, you know, he was everywhere. You know, some of his stories, even in the America and <laughs> going on tour and this cup and, and getting pulled here left, right and centre. It seemed like such a massive um, intrusion in his life, you know. Um, and of mm-hmm. course, he, he was the man everybody wanted and, and the Sam and that, you know, very so, so different from, from, from the 2012 then and, and probably what, what Michael Murphy had to face.
6: I think because he was the first to do it, you know, yeah. it it was historic at the time. It it was massive, and like he, like he, he rightly points out, that the con, the county went bananas, you know. But after a while, like as he explains, like the word he used was inhumane. The way he was being rolled yeah. out, maybe, yeah, because and, and all the other lads, all the other lads, says thanks and checked out, and which you were right to do. Mean you would do that too, but maybe Anthony's wee weakness was, was he found it very hard to say no. You know, he, he he is that sort of sort of warm and open in that there sense that he didn't want to upset anybody or turn anybody out and he was only thirty years of age and he would admit that he you know he was sort of shy and introverted sort of individual, so it didn't come easy for him to say no to these sort of things.
0: And and Frank, I'm just laughing, you know, I'm doing that at least so well and I'd imagine there's a few stories where the kid went down I can just imagine Anthony looking at you with that smile has gone. going well we can't put that in there
6: Anthony's big laugh <laughs> telling a story and you're like well you need to tell a story <laughs> first before you start laughing to yourself about it it's a, but like if somebody can explain to me uh, as well as you're going it, like you know you can have a certain idea and uh, somebody said to me it's a very good piece of advice to remember this is Anthony's book do you know it's not yours do you know when you're sort of writing it and you, you are trying to steer it sort of certain directions yeah. and even you know, the more people you, you, you chat to, you know, the more different versions you kind of get of one event. You're there, well, I kind of need to stop doing that. And, and this has to be his truth or, or his recollection of, of a certain thing. Like somebody might contradict, no, we didn't go there that night. Or, Geez, no, that didn't happen. It happened this way. So then you kind of realise, you know, I need to stop trying to get a broad understanding of these things and, and just, you know, state of the source, which was Anthony, which is kind of interesting too. You think the other thing would help the more people you talk to, but um, no, I actually kind of found out then that the best thing to do is just sort of channel every sort of questioner that there through Anthony and as I said, with, with the skeletal kind of structure of the Dem- General Democrat archives online and then just kind of piecing the other thing around that where Anthony kind of came in. No, that was kind of easier way to work, you know.
0: And Frank, was there a highlight in there? I know the time pressure might have meant that was difficult for you. Did it just until it was all done and then you had the launch in the and, and the Blue Haven or that? or Was it only then that you kind of took a breath or was there a time in there that you thought, "I, hey, this is good, you know, this is, going to, this is going to come out great? I
6: suppose just kind of getting it finished and getting it hand over, handed over to Liam Hayes first as a publisher and then Liam getting back and sort of endorsing it and saying he's delighted with it, you know, that that is kind of a relief. The work kinda stopped then and there, then and the other stuff like you say the the Blue Haven launch and the Dublin launch and things like then. And just listen to that It was on RT Radio last week and serialising and the Independent and reading those things and then sort of seeing it, you know, and that there you you kinda can get not sick looking at something but do you know when you've got it finished and you've read it so many times on your own computer screen but then when you actually see it in the book and you you can actually read through it because it feels like you know it's a totally different sort of a a feel to it because you you actually have it physically in your hand or you're reading extracts on papers certain parts of it were highlights and even you know the reflective bits of between um no one of the pieces obviously chatting about his own struggles and demons you know um I got a I got a text from a, a former school mate who is away from home and he'd read the serializations in Independent and he'd said he could completely relate to it. And you were kind of like, wow, I never knew you that you had that kind of struggle. And that was kind of, you know, kind of mm-hmm. interesting as well that somebody had, you know, read an extract online and took something from it. Even the extracts. spread, I was reading mm-hmm. uh, the young Slagle lad, young Og Murphy, you know, there was a very, Maliki Clerkin had a brilliant piece in the paper about And Anthony, actually in one of his reflective pieces, just, some of his maybe generation just chatting about young people now and how he views it uh how he views maybe the intrusion social media has on your life and like i remember that chat that day and it it, it was very very potent and you know you could feel you know the concern and the, the emotion and, and i don't know if it sank into the pages like it probably should have but just talking about social media you know internet and maybe the duress or pressure it lumps on young people's shoulders that already are, are under pressure and just seeing how relieved he was that maybe that his generation didn't have to deal with that. With all the problems that Anthony encountered you know the struggles you know in his career. Could you imagine of, of the pressures of social media were magnifying that or yes. ridiculing it or putting it up you know under an even bigger microscope. So I thought that was very kind of interesting as well. Overall I suppose just to highlight was having it published, having it in your hands and as I said, Liam, and Anthony being happy with it, you know that that was kind of like a finish line for me. You know, though there's stuff since that's kind of been enjoyable. Anthony's still on the touring circuit; he's doing book signings and his TV things in the pipeline now before Christmas too. So he's, I've kind of checked out and got back on the <laughs> you know, the wheel of life. But At Anthony, and uh, he's. 100% right too as well Anthony still really enjoying that element of it you know
0: yeah fantastic stuff listen Frank is great and listen brilliant Christmas present NEGE fan out there uh, one of our greatest times in our history by one of the greatest man's and, and written by a great man himself Frank listen uh, fantastic stuff that autobiography A Member of Life Glory and Demons available bookshops and online and anywhere you can get it. Uh, as I say, b- brilliant Christmas present for any uh, Donegal GA fan or anybody outside of that because uh, there's a bit of a story in there for everybody. Frank Craig there of the Iconic Media Sports Group. Now, as I say, from, from the top of the show there, I was one Rose O'Neill's uh, 50-year anniversary dance. It actually was their 52 years now. Of course, it was in the lockdown there. They decided they... Hold off until Saturday night there at Jackson's. We had a great night and I caught up with the and Oh Rose star for Cal McShane. Here's what they had to say.
7: Cal, welcome to Deal Debate. Thank you. Thank you very much, Brendan. Uh, it it's good to be here. Obviously, I, tonight we're here and um, we're, we're celebrating, obviously, our 50th year anniversary. We only rose the club. It's a special night. Um, I know, obviously, it was planned maybe a year or two back, but obviously, we COVID and different things, um, it was obviously put off. So, we're here tonight, there's, there's good numbers, the whole club's getting together, that's what it's all about, we're we're, we're knitting together and we're, we're looking forward to a bright future ahead. Um, obviously picking up men's senior player of the year, it's, it's a nice nice accolade to be getting, obviously we, we didn't have any silverware this year, so it's, that's the first thing, it's a wee bit disappointing that, but obviously at the end of the day too, um, whenever you come back from Toronto, you're, you're with your club, you, you want to be giving it your all, you're driving it on, you're having that success, and um, aye, it's a pleasure, a pleasure to pick that up and, and for the lads, but again we're obviously looking forward now to next year and, and driving it on, hopefully pushing on.
0: Yeah, And just that club focus skill, you're obviously really embedded in the club you can see from talking to you and the people here tonight how part, important that is for you and then of course being who you are like an out and out star and one of the main men for Toronto, it must give you great pleasure to come back to the club then and I suppose raise the profile of the club and,
7: and your involvement in the team Without doubt, without doubt and even whenever obviously we won Sam in you know, all a few years, 2021, like you're, you're obviously from my point of view I, I feel privileged because obviously you're putting no Rose in the map and um, North Toronto Club and you know you're, you're putting them on the map and, and people are proud of you within the club and, and I'm obviously proud that you know Owen Rose man can, can, can look forward to maybe making a trip to Croker and different things but again yeah obviously you're with own, and you're looking to do well there but the other part of it is that you know whenever you go back to your club you want to have that success and Owen Rose to be fair have had uh, a, a little bit in terms of the senior level recently they obviously come up from Division 3 uh, one in the league gone beating they've sustained their position in Division 2 over the last two or three years so now it's all be pushing on and you know the, the time's probably right now because we with that age, with that with that right age group, and it's just about getting the boys on. Like you, you look at so many of our teams, and it's such a short season at the minute. So you know, if you're thinking if you get thirty, thirty-five men on board, pushing on, driving the whole thing on, then anything's possible. And that's that's obviously what we will be looking forward to, hopefully for twenty twenty-three.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you've had a few Donegal men in uh, managing your team, and the vibe in there tonight is things have been a bit defensive. Is this <laughs> this blanket defence? which is I know in every county, but uh, just talking to your general members, Ciarán they were a bit disappointed somebody like yourself is back in the half back line as they were putting it now. I know tactics is huge, yeah, and it's, it's championships are there to be won in that. Mm-hmm. But certainly, you'll look, I suppose, this season, particularly with having a player of your ability inside, and, and you think about marks and, and your presence up front. Is it something you think this year the team will, will maybe open them up? I know you're one game away from playing Galbally, and they are now
7: setting a, setting a blaze in Ulster. So you'll think that a, an intermediate title is within your grasp? I think, to be honest, when you, when you look at it, you have to. Be be very careful. Obviously, over the years, um, you come up against a lot of tough opposition. And Division Two last year was extremely, extremely tough, right? But um, with the system in play, uh, or sorry, the system we had in place and the way we set up uh, against the big teams, we actually competed very well. We don't, we don't, we don't. In terms of our, our one conversion and stuff, we actually competed very well against the big teams. Maybe we pick up a few ones, a few draws, and then obviously maybe a few losses as well. But then it was maybe the smaller teams that, not the smaller teams, maybe the teams that maybe is even with you that you might have then maybe slipped. Up or or um, got a defeat again. So obviously, I do believe there is you know every man. These sometimes no matter what team you're playing, and you know sometimes it will be chaotic, and you have to get behind the ball. Even up back to Mayo a few years ago, whatever like number th- you know there's thirteen be back behind the ball, you know, in, in the half back like, picking up picking up possessions. So there is an element that sometimes it becomes chaotic, and you have to do whatever it is. But obviously, then for you know your team, your club, we've always had that that element of attack within our play. And I know last year we were we were dropping back maybe our deepest man might I mean, around halfway line. Do you know what I mean? So there is, there is obviously, you know, that that maybe worked to a certain extent last year, but then we needed a plan B as well, and that plan B maybe wasn't in place. So this year now we're we're sort of looking forward. We have new management in place, and um, we're we're looking very forward to getting started with those over the next maybe week or two um, and drive the whole thing on. Um, we you know coming in with like a hybrid system where you obviously can't you can't just neglect your defensive work, but you also have maybe have to add to what you're about in the attack. And I'd be hoping that you know coming in new management new buzz the whole club coming together that we can put things in place now for a pretty successful 2023
0: yeah it's about the balance and we touched on it a good bit tonight about that it was was a pleasure being here Kel you've you've, you've cracking people around the club and there's no doubting that that they want to progress things just as you are saying that's the club now what about the county all-Ireland champions, Cal, you yourself, you know, you're tough, such a, a remarkable uh, change in your, your fortunes over a few years from, from your positional play out in the half-hour line and you became this amazing target man inside, you battled with injuries, you obviously come up with the goods, would it matter to propel thrown to all-Ireland one uh, and then... We had last year, you had the year off, basically and a bit like Donegal In many ways. I suppose Derry and Armagh knocked us both out of Ulster now. We managed to get the Ulster final. So I'm just looking at Tyrone. We're always looking Donegal fans are always looking at Tyrone, you know, no matter what, under the age, Tyrone kinda sets the bench. If you beat Tyrone, you've a decent chance. They're always there thereabouts. And looking at your squad going into to next year again, is the fact that your season ended early a positive now going into this season, Kel? Are your guys come back very fresh and hungry? I suppose to get back to the levels that you did two years ago and, and and you know with the chance of winning all ireland
7: uh, well no that's it um obviously you know things happen we obviously won sam in 2021 an unbelievable experience one that you'll never ever forget um so much hours and minutes and whatnot just went into that training and video work and on all the rest and then whenever you actually go and do it with the the guys that you do it with it's it's all worth it and you you really appreciate that but again it's it's obviously then we had our we had our difficulties then coming back the year after um and again it's it's something that we're maybe not proud of when we look back at it to be honest we, we've we've, uh, we've analysed and we looked at it we know we're much better than what we were last year now don't get me wrong we obviously had um, maybe a few changes you know every year's not the same so we had a few changes last year and stuff but at the end of the day the, the players that we were putting out on the field we had a more than good enough team to go and have success last year again and for some reason or what it didn't happen but again you know obviously yeah we're disappointed in that but we also know we can improve for next year and, and push on and that's kind of what the, what the element's been and I know obviously you're, you're saying about Donegal all and stuff and obviously Donegal has been competitive over the years as well and pushing on and, and trying to have that success so also at the minute it's so, so competitive there's so many teams that can get the better of other on, on any day out so we know that we have to be on it next year and it's kind of you know it's kind of it's, it's a good, not that obviously you don't want last year to go the way it went, but it's a, it's a good thing that it happened because it makes you waken up and think, here listen, we need to get our act together and push on and, and drive drive the thing on and stuff. And, and that's kind of the way that we'll, we'll look at it, uh, get back on the horse and go again, uh, get every man on board and um, and drive from there. Yeah, I just think, has anything
0: changed given Donegal? Obviously new management this year, Michael Murphy's left. You know, there's so many question marks around where Donegal is going to be this year. You obviously won All-Ireland two years ago. You have a, an unbelievable squad and team. Sure, last year didn't go well for you. Is, is there any difference this year? You just touched on it a bit in terms of it was a bit sober and I suppose, the two defeats last year. Does it just mean that you work harder? Or is there any new players come in? There's any change to the setup, Or is
7: it just like you, you, it's like a reset button and we go harder at it? I think that the biggest thing is you just get back on the horse and you, you go again. I know I of know myself even... and. A lot of county players will speak for this obviously coming back in, you know, the last few years because like, and we we won Sam McGuire twenty twenty one and we had a week off and we're back playing our club and we played with your club right through. Your club actually went to the championship final that year, so we went straight through right to the middle of November, you know, approaching December and then, you know, obviously you had a little time off with the team holding and stuff, but you, you were back at it pretty sharply. So you're more or less now you're going straight in from your club, the county, the club, the county, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of way. But the thing for me is obviously over the last number of years too, you probably pre season wise it's kinda you know trying to get that pre-season wise if you have a long year then trying to fit in that full on, you know yourself that hard running you know getting that full on training uh, in the bank it hasn't been probably possible just with the way the, 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 the playing system has been in terms of club and county but um, hopefully like, this year we'll be hoping that we can use that time that we've we've had now obviously from when our clubs exit from the championship they build and trying and get a bit of momentum going now over the next the next while I know the game's probably coming out thick and fast in January again so it's just about trying to yeah get that work in the bank uh, probably the work that you haven't got in over the last number of years, put that in the bank now and then go at it and, and, and give it your best. Because obviously at the minute we have a competitive squad. We may, we might have a few new names coming in as well, which will hopefully add to what we're about. And that's that's the exciting thing about it. We're, we're disappointed in how last year went, but we, we want to make make sure that 20, 2023 is a much more improvement than uh, what twenty twenty two was. And we'll, we'll push on. Hopefully have su- some success. Yeah.
0: And just Australia stop calling. Is it is that uh, a possibility yet? Yeah, like was starting all always- wouldn't mind if you want to take a wee trip out there for a few years (laughs) you can come back of course gal but I know it was something they they were
7: after you you were
0: close to one stage maybe going out there and maybe spending some time
7: I think obviously at 27 that uh, I don't think that's um something that I will be considering going forward to be honest um but again, yeah, it was obviously very close at the time. Um, it was something that, that, that again, I've spoken to this a few times, but it was an unbelievable experience going out there, and I did come down to a decision where, you know, it was completely left to myself, where I, I decided, did, did I want to stay or, or did I want to come back home? And obviously, uh, yeah, as I was saying, I spoke with this a lot of times. It just, it just felt for me personally, it felt better for me to stay at home at that time. Um, you know, and then we went we on to one Sam Maguire. And, mm. you know, I, I like to feel that the reason the reason that I was staying here was that I would like to con- contribute to, you know, tr- a Toronto team, one in Sam Maguire. And I feel that I've done that. I obviously had a bad injury whenever everything was settled down and, and stuff. It's, it's crazy to think that that's the way life goes at sometimes. But, um, yeah, we, we had a bad injury and had work hard to get back to that but again I visualise myself coming on for Tron, doing well and having that success and you know like you think it, in 2021 I played a, played a big part in, in Throne being Sam back home you certainly did And the final, final thing I have to ask you is are you going to call yourself in the third person and give
0: yourself a nickname like the Dazzler no is that just for him or does anybody else ever do that
7: Dazzler Dazzler uh, uh, he's a, he could have a few nicknames Dazzler <laughs> the, way, the, way, the way he plays but no that's not a good, a good, good player he's earned his right at this uh, point and you are yeah. going to have a
0: nickname like that then- and, and call yourself in the third person.
7: You're gonna to have to produce a good thing. Fairness he did, It comes up, with, it comes up with um, a few big moments in different games and whatnot. So um, no, good, good fella, good, good lad. Hey, a lot of time for him, and and obviously, um, yeah, if, if we're inside, hey, it'd be, it'd be good to have a good partnership with Dazzer and, and, and push on as well. Because obviously, the, the, the better we're playing together the better we're pushing on with the rest of the team members and stuff. You know, Pitts throwing a better pace too. But no, listen, I, I don't think. <laughs> I think um, the, the the worst nickname I've got the big red machine or, or, or Keane sometimes maybe even but no listen I, I, don't, I, don't, uh, I don't worry too much with that I just uh, I just worry about the football and, and keep things right, going your demeanour in
0: the pitch is always first class Now to say uh, Cal you're nice the nicest lads I've met often uh, as well it's a pleasure uh, to meet you and talk
7: you're, you're on the man, deal the debate man. thanks for joining the us the best luck thank you very much friend
0: yeah great catching up with Cal McShane there what a top player he is and a top man off the pitch as well I want to thank him for that interview I want to thank Frank Craig earlier for wrapping up All Matters GAA of course Canis here for looking after me and producing the show as ever Head of Sport Osh and Kelly Paul and Jimmy are getting ready for the Monday night sessions they're warming up on the sidelines ready to take the game on that's a wrap now for the DL debate and I'll speak to you all next week The DL debate with Sister Sarah's Ladder Kenny serving food you'll love in Sarah's kitchen